Father, we thank you for your presence in this place. We thank you that you are real. We thank you that you are so awesome. <laughs> we thank you, God, that uh, we're so at peace in this place that we could just laugh um, at the storms of the enemy. We could just laugh. Yeah. We could just rock and roll. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, that, um, that your spirit is in this room. Thank you, God, that we don't have to be intelligent. Um, we just have to be sons and daughters in this place. And so, God, let sonship rise in this room today, God. Let, 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 the, let the spirit of the sun... Lord, just resurrect life in this room, God. Every person that is in this room that has never experienced life from you, today, God, I pray and I ask you that they would experience the resurrection life of Jesus. Father, I pray that we'll experience resurrection in every area of our life. As we hear your word today, God, we thank you that your word is spirit and it is life. And Lord, as we hear your word, we thank you that your word is good seed on good ground. We are good ground. We're ready for the word. We are we're excited for the word, God, because our lives are going to change this very moment. In Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen, amen. Today I want to continue speaking on, ex on the experiencing God within the series. And last week we discussed how every promise or blessing from God is an encounter that is waiting to happen. How many of you would say you had encounters with God this past week? Come on now. That's really good. It's really good. Every time we encounter God's presence, something happens. Every time we encounter God's presence, we always receive something. So I always remember my dad, you know, my dad used to go to work in, a, in, in different cities um, of, of India. And every time he would come back uh, on the railways, he would come back home, he would always bring something. For me, it was my favorite, it was mangoes. So my dad wouldn't just bring one mango, he would bring me a basket of mangoes. Because he would, he would you know, go past the farms and... And pick it up and you'd sit down and would eat and enjoy mangoes. Is it mango season? Okay. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> it's over. Well, I'll continue with the mango season. Not a problem. So every time we have an experience with God, we always receive a blessing. Okay. So, um, so every, every time you encounter God, you have an experience with His Word, you always receive a blessing. But the blessing is not the abundance that God has promised you. Blessing and abundance are two different things. If you can steward your blessing, you position yourself to receive abundance. So today I'm going to preach on... Uh, I'm, I'm going to teach on stewarding the blessing for kingdom increase. Wow. That's the title of my message. <clears throat> we must understand that abundance in our lives is a direct result of stewardship of blessing. Now, for many of us, we're satisfied with just the blessing. God bless me, bless me, God. Oh, God blessed me. 
God blessed me with good health. God blessed me with finances, money in the bank. Miracle money, it's a blessing. Good, my body is not sick, you know. My pants might look a bit sick, but it's what's on the inside that matters. <laughs> this is washed, yes, with the word. Yes, amen. <clears throat> so abundance is, in our lives is a direct result of stewardship of blessings. Okay, now you can say, well, Pastor John, I haven't got sick in the last six months or one year. Praise the Lord. It's a blessing. You might say, well, I have not lived in lack. It's a blessing. You might say, I have no issues in my marriage. It's a blessing. I come to a good church. It's a blessing. I have an awesome worship team. It's a you're listening to a good preacher, it's a... I'm just checking, I'm just checking, I'm just, I'm just checking, I'm just checking. But every blessing that comes from God, post an encounter. Every time you experience His presence through His word, you, you experience or receive a blessing from God. That blessing is an invitation to experience abundance. Most times Christians are satisfied with just the blessing. Just bless me, pastor. Just bless me. I'm going to work. I have an exam. Just bless me. No. God is not interested in just giving you a blessing. His promise is that you would have abundant life. He didn't say you would have a blessed life. Although I preached a message called blessed life. But actually God's interested in giving you abundance. How many of you are interested in God's abundance for your life? Very good. So which means that Abundance in our life is experienced when we steward the blessing. Okay? Say this. Living in abundance is God's desire for me. Every blessing from God is the invitation to experience abundance. Abundance is my portion. Abundance is what God wants for me. I want abundance. I receive abundance. This is God's heart for me. And I love God's heart for me. I am. I will live in abundance. Amen. 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 What are you satisfied with? <laughs> Many times people are satisfied with just a blessing. Many times people are satisfied by abundance. But if he is your satisfaction... Because of the progressive nature of God's blessing in our lives. If you can live satisfied in God. You won't dip into the abundance. 
We're progressive, right? If we love the blessing of God, praise God. Thank you for blessing us. But if we steward the blessing, he gives us abundance. If he gives us abundance, we never live in lack. We have everything in abundance. But our satisfaction never comes from the abundance. Our satisfaction only comes from him. So if I have God on the inside of me, and I'm fully satisfied by God, I'm never disappointed whether I have or I don't have. I'm never satisfied whether people love me today or they don't love me today. I, my joy level is never dependent on everything else surrounding me. My joy level is dependent on his joy level on the inside of me. So if his joy is full in me, I walk around, we walk around fully satisfied. See, a lot of the times Christians love the blessings of God because they think it's for them. Begin very quiet on this side. Let me try this side. <laughs> a lot of the times Christians live in, on the abundance that God gives them. They think it's for them. Very quiet, very quiet. Very quiet. <laughs> What our satisfaction comes, what we, our life comes from Him. Does not come from what He gives us. Come on now. I think I'm preaching really good today. Really good. I'm setting you free. Setting you free. As a pastor, my satisfaction of, wow, I am in an awesome church, does not even come from you. <laughs> so tomorrow, if, today if you sit down with grumpy faces in church, guess what? I'm full of joy. If you're happy, I'm full of joy. If you're sad, I'm full of joy. You can't control me. Because I have a spirit of self-control. Oh, oh I, I control me. You control you. <laughs> Come on now. I'm helping somebody to be free today. No? See, stewarding the blessings that God gives us, the abundance that God gives us, positions us to experience more of Him. Wow. Why? Is because we don't cheat on Him with the blessings. The very blessings that He gives us, we don't, we don't cheat on Him. I remain, we need to remain faithful to the giver of the blessing rather than the blessing itself. A lot of the times Christians receive blessings, they receive abundance, they don't live in lack, but the problem is their joy level, their, their satisfaction really comes from the abundance. It comes from the blessing. It comes from, oh, what a good voice you have, brother. Oh, what a good voice you have, sister. I felt the presence of God when you sang that song. Oh, when you preached, oh my, the heavens opened. No, Baba. Please understand. When Jesus came out of the water, the heavens opened. It never closed after that. So which means, which means in your mind, the heavens were opening and closing. Opening. <laughs> it's, a, it's like the, the car, you know, in the car you have the, what's it called? Sunroof, sunroof. But this time the sun removed the roof. Completely. Completely. Jesus, yeah. Jesus completely tore open the heavens. And everything that is his is now yours. You have full access to heaven. You have full access to the riches of the glory of God. But it's not for you. 
<laughs> oh, come on, man. Your salary at the end of the month is for you? Just checking, just checking. Just checking. Touch your neighbor and say, it's time to grow. Touch, touch your neighbor and say, grow up. Grow up. Don't grow down. Don't grow sideways. Grow up, up, up. <laughs> See, the reason why I'm preaching to you like this today is because you are growing up. You're not a baby anymore. I can talk to you like a young man. You're a young son in the Lord now. Yeah. Very good. Jesus, even though he was a son of God, the Bible says in Luke chapter 2, he said, he not he, yeah, he said himself. In Luke chapter 2, it says that Jesus grew in favor with God and with man. It's amazing. He's the son of God. And he grew in favor. Growing in favor comes only from stewardship. Growing in favor never comes from obedience. It comes from stewardship. Stewardship, the meaning of stewardship, not like crew stewardship. Okay? To be a steward means that I am managing something that does not belong to me. This life that God has given you, it's not yours. It's for you to steward. The life that this, this air that you're breathing, <laughs> huh? the lungs, your heart beating, all of it is given to you. Don't think you own yourself. You're a steward of the gift of life. You belong to him. Let me, let me say it in plain English. He owns you. He owns the hair on your head. Or the lack of it also. <laughs> Even the scalp, he owns. Amen. <laughs> so if he decides, I'm, I'm saying this side because I... You know, <laughs> so if he decides... That your hair should grow, it will grow, man. <laughs> so which means, so which means, he's happy with you like that. He likes you like that. In fact, he likes himself like that. <laughs> You're caught up in the laughing, you didn't know what I said. Come on, man. So it really brings us into this place where we're not so disappointed when things don't go the way we want them to go. Why? It's because he's a sovereign God. When he's sovereign, your responsibility is to submit and humble yourself to his sovereignty in your life. So he can decide, John is going right. Not John is right, John is going right. Okay, and John has no option. Please listen to me. I have no option. I have no choice but to go right. If I decide to go left, I start fading away. Do you understand? 
We are, we, we have given up our life to him. We've surrendered our life to him. In fact, we were dead and we surrendered something dead. He, he was the one who gave us life. Okay. God is looking for his children to have abundance because the world needs to see that he's a good father. The church previously has abused the prosperity gospel by saying that the prosperity gospel is only about people wanting money and people wanting riches. And No, you must understand. Prosperity is a part of salvation. It is salvation itself. If God has to save you from death into life, it is not only in the context of healing or your name written in the Lamb's book of life and you're going to heaven. It's not only there. There's seven different meanings of it. One of it is your prosperity in terms of your finances. And he, the day you receive Jesus as your Lord and his word comes and it gives you life, guess what happens? All seven things happen at the same time. Which means your finances get resurrected. Your marriage gets resurrected. Righteousness gets resurrected. Justification gets resurrected. Sanctification gets resurrected. Everything that God has promised to you in salvation happens the minute his word comes and gives you life. So this is not a prosperity gospel kind of a message. But you must understand that abundance and blessing come with a purpose. There's a purpose to the abundance. There's a purpose to the blessing that God has given us. When God gives us a blessing, the purpose is to lead you to abundance. When God gives you abundance, the purpose of it is transformation. Do you understand? God is looking for Christians, believers, his children, whom he can trust his abundance with. Oh, I don't know. That, that, that really, that really, it really fell. It just fell in front of you. God is looking for people, sons and daughters, who he can trust and entrust his riches of his glory with. It's not only in the spirit, brother. Moses says, how will they know if your presence does not go with us? How will the world know that you're prosperous if God does not give you prosperity? How will the world know how will the world know that your God is a prosperous God unless they recognize what prosperity is on your life? Be open with the idea. Be open with the idea. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, all of creation is looking for the manifestation of the sons of God. He's looking for manifestation. He's looking for the sons who are mature. Touch your neighbor and say, have you grown up? What did they say? <laughs> Growing in favor with God is a direct result of stewardship of the blessing of God on your life. Do you understand? Growing in favor with God is a direct result of stewarding the blessing that God has given us. Yeah. Growing in favor with God, okay? Yeah. Which means the day you got saved, there was favor. Yeah. 
He gave for free. Amen. Salvation he gave for free. Amen. It's a blessing. But then in order for you to continue to grow, there's something that needs to be done. He looks for you to steward the blessing. When you steward the blessing, now his favor increases over your life. When favor increases over your life, the blessings increase. Blessings increase, stewardship increases. Stewardship increases, abundance increases. Abundance causes you to be to steward abundance. If you steward abundance, now you step into what is called the joy of the Lord. God, God's reward, God's reward for you, or God's blessing for you, could be finances, marriage, all that kind of stuff. If you steward it, he gives you abundance, which means you'll never live in lack again. Right? In every area. But then, when you have everything, he chooses to come and live on the inside of you. And when he chooses to come and live on the inside of you, now he gives you the choice to choose abundance or him. If you choose him, if you choose him, you mature. If you choose abundance, although it is phenomenal, you don't mature. If you continue to choose him, you keep your focus on him. God, I have 10 million dirhams in my bank account. It's immaterial compared to you in my life. God, I have the best marriage ever, but it's nothing compared to my relationship with you, Jesus. When you come into that place, now you're maturing. God is looking, all of creation is looking for mature sons. The sons that choose God above everything else. But also, with abundance comes purpose. Maturity in the kingdom of God is, is defined as this. That we would allow ourselves to grow. Are you listening? We would allow ourselves to grow in, the, in, in, the, in our understanding of God's word, application of God's word, God's nature, God's ability, and God's character in our lives. Maturity in the kingdom of God is defined. I'll repeat myself because you're listening very intently, so I know how intently you're listening. Maturity in the kingdom of God is seen, is defined as this. Understanding and application of God's word, God's nature, God's character, and God's ability in and through your life. Do you understand? This causes you to have favor with God. When you have favor with God, now abundance is your portion. It's your portion with a purpose. Abundance is your portion with a purpose. The purpose is to bring transformation to all of creation. You can't, you can't transform the world if you don't have abundance. Your blessing on your life is insufficient to bring transformation. You need abundance. What, what, would, it, what would it look like when a nation gets saved in a day? Wow. What, what would happen if you were given so much money by God that you could pay off the debt of a nation in a day? That is abundance. That is the portion. That is maturity. 
But an immature Christian would get so caught up with the blessing. Oh my God, I have 10, 15 billion dollars that just appeared. Miracle money. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Miracle money appeared. Pastor, it came. Right? It's sitting in the bank. And you think, holiday. Maybe I can buy that Rolex I was always dreaming of. Maybe now since I have 15 billion dollars, I mean, I can buy five jets. But you, you must understand that all that money in the bank, if it has come from a unrenewed source, will start talking to you, saying, spend me. <laughs> Touch. <laughs> Look, can you see that brand over there? Buy, buy, buy. And then the, the it's sort of religious devil will come and say, oh, it's 50% sale. <laughs> you have $15 billion in your account and you're looking for 50% sale. I mean, there is a level, there's a limit of poverty in you. I mean, I mean, oh my gosh. Anyway, so, so we, we, have, we have all of this abundance. Please listen to me. The Bible says that the wealth of the wicked is being stored up for the righteous. But you must understand that wealth comes with a frequency of, of unrighteousness. And it is sitting in your bank account. It is sitting around you. And it will talk to you unrighteousness. And if you are not mature in the kingdom of God, if, you're not, if, you're, if your value system is not based on, on understanding, receiving, applying God's word, God's character, God's nature, God's ability in your life, you will submit to the blessing. Because $15 billion will talk louder than God's voice in your mind. In fact, the whole world, the, let me tell you, you have $15 billion in your account, poverty will come and speak to you. But your responsibility is not to eradicate poverty. <laughs> because Jesus says the poor you will always have. Which means, If he says always have, that's an immortal word. Which means it'll, they will always be there. Don't try to fix poverty. Fix the mind. If I can fix a poor person's mind, he will become rich. Do you understand? We have, we have many gifted people in our church, truly. <laughs> Very gifted people. And some are artists, some are photographers, some are, you know, writers, communicators, uh, worship musicians, some really gifted people. And because God has a purpose for us. It's not for us to be entertained. It's not for us to just have worship every Friday. Or have this experience every Friday. You, you must understand that, that every gift that God gives us, okay, comes with a purpose. So our responsibility as gifted people by God, it's a free gift. Everything from God is a free gift. Whether you're leading worship, painting, whether you're putting up, whatever. It's, I mean, look at that drum kit. How neat is it? I mean, it's just absolutely phenomenal. It's a gift to set it up. It's a gift to play it, right? But each of those gifts that are given, they're given to God by God freely for you. You did not earn them. He gave it to you freely. But because he gave it to you freely, it comes with a purpose in your life. Your responsibility as a drummer, for example, as Sam, his responsibility is not to think that he is the best drummer in the world. 
But his responsibility to God, his maturity to God, is I am going to study how to play the drums. I'm going to up my knowledge. I'm going to increase my knowledge, my understanding, my application of how to play the drums. You can be gifted. Being gifted without understanding is nothing. It's immaturity. But if you are gifted with understanding, now God can use you. You understand? You... Now the, pur- the purpose, his maturity, his favor with God, he grows in favor with God when he begins to practice and get better at understanding his gift. Not the drums. Understanding his gift. When he understands his gift, now he grows in favor with God and God gives him an opportunity to drum. Come on, man. And when he begins to drum, now there's a purpose for that drumming. There's a purpose for that position. Every time he drums, people's lives are changing. You understand? Now you think about it. In, 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 just think in terms of your business. Think in terms, you're a businessman, woman. You're, you're working, you have a job. You're, you're a housewife, you're, you're a husband. Whatever it is that God has blessed you with is a gift from God. So if you're a housewife, oh, pastor, I, I, what difference can I make? I'm just a housewife. I'm just at home. Well, study to become the best housewife ever exists on the planet. Because that's your maturity to God. You're showing your maturity. So when you mature before God, now he opens. He favors you with open doors so that you can have an influence in the world around us. You might just think that you're a housewife, but you're a housewife who when you're equipped with the word of God, you can stand on a platform and shake nations. Maturity is seen not in in, in, in just how gifted you are. Yeah. Maturity is seen in how much of heaven you can bring through your gift. Do you understand? I was just giving an example of the drums. But I can give you examples of your business. I can give you examples of, of, of just marriage. I can give you tons of examples of, of, about this. Your responsibility to God for what God has given you for free. Is to allow the nature, the character, and the ability of God to flow through you. This is being, when we step into this place, now we're mature. Till then, we're just... We're sitting in church, sucking our thumbs, waiting for God to bless us. When God has already blessed us the day we got saved. Our responsibility, we fell asleep during the message. Hello. I forgot the instructions. Oh, I fell asleep. It doesn't work like that. He sits and every word is a seed. And he looks at whether you are rejecting or accepting the seed. And he looks at whether you plan and you prepare your heart before you walk into this room. Whether you love him or not. Number one, whether you're ready to receive the life-transforming word in your heart. He looks... Because in that, 
maturity to him is revealed. And then because you prepared your heart and you came here and you're just like, oh, I fought the odds and I came here. God, I'm ready to receive your word today. I'm ready to encounter your presence today. Nothing will distract me in this moment. I love you, Jesus. When you prepare yourself like that and you come into a moment like this, God looks at you as mature. And when he sits on the throne of your praises, oh, come on. When he sits on the throne, just imagine a church like this and people praising him. And he comes and he sits on the throne of your praises. What do you think he's going to do? What does a king do when he sits on the throne? He passes judgment in your favor. Oh, come on. Come on. This is why the king needs to sit on his throne. That's when you can say, God, this is my case. If you don't praise him, what throne would he sit on? What is a king without a throne? Some of us are like, oh, pastor, I don't know how to praise. Well, the Bible does not say that praise is limited to to language. So you can make a sound. You can clap if you want. You can shout. You can do something for Jesus. Anything for Jesus. Anything that will create this throne for him to come and pass favor in judgment in your favor. Is it for Jesus? It's not for me. So come on, man. The Bible says I will praise him from the morning till from the rising of the sun till the setting down. The name of the Lord will be praised. Let me, let me encourage the ones who sit down and give Jesus an attitude in this room. You need a breakthrough. You need a blessing. Stop considering your attitude more than him in this room. Humble yourself. Humble yourself and worship him. Humble yourself and adore him. Humble yourself. You need him. You need him. You need him in your life. You need him to repair your finances. You need him to fix your marriage. You need him to provide for you. Your life belongs to him. You need him to heal your body. You need him. Yeah. You need him. You might say, well, pastor, I have everything. I don't have any need. What do you do when you go to sleep alone? What do you do when there's loneliness on the inside of you and there's nobody else around you and you look to the bottle for help? What do you do? You look for that cigarette. You look for pornography. You look for this. You look for that. You look for your friends to satisfy that hole on the inside of your heart. Let me tell you something. Praise invites Jesus. 
When you praise him, you're, you're, in, you're inviting him to sit on the throne and judge your life. If you're sick in your body, you need him to judge you as, he- as healed and healthy. You need Jesus to Amen. judge in your favor. Amen. Because he's the righteous judge. Amen. Come on now. This is, what, this is what it means to live in an encounter with God. This is what it means. Every day is not a day of waste. Every day is a day of encounter with Jesus. But the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God is looking for mature sons. God is looking for his sons and daughters who really, who understand their role their relationship and their role with him. Your relationship with him is a son, but your role is to be a royal priesthood. You're a royal priesthood. You stand on behalf of nations. When I stand before God, I don't stand as John. I stand on behalf of this nation. I talk to him as a son of this nation. I may not be born here, but he called me here. And if he called me here, this nation belongs to him. Every nation belongs to him. I stand on behalf of the nation. I stand on behalf of my family. I stand on behalf of my church. I stand on behalf of him. And my praises to him will determine how he judges in my favor. We're not ordinary people. Heaven does not look at you as an ordinary person. You're part of Life Church Global. Life Church Global is a mature son. A mature son. So I wanna I wanna take you to a passage of scripture right now. In Matthew chapter 25, if you can open your Bibles. Are you there? Matthew 25? We'll read from verse 14 onwards. This is a a familiar passage that I've preached on um, many times. But I want to encourage you, if you're in this room and you love um, to immerse yourself in the word, I would encourage you to do this. Um, Become a part of one of the roles uh, that is is described in this this passage. Um, You know, there's, there's Jesus, there's the Lord. There's the, there's the three servants, <clears throat> there's the one writing what is happening. <laughs> right? So there, there are many, many different roles and each, each role will give you a perspective of what God is trying to say to your life. Okay? So I wanna, if you, if you uh, love reading the word, do that. Okay? Um, sometimes I put myself in Judas's place. Yeah, you, you, if you put yourself in Judas's place, you, you, your heart would break. Let me give you an example. Can you imagine God destined Judas from the foundation of the world to be the one that betrays the son of God? Can you imagine his purpose in life? His purpose in life was to be the betrayer of Jesus. So just put yourself in his place and experience what he experiences. The, the, The sadness, the sorrow, the bitterness, the anguish. He let the, he let God down. But he was created for that. Just put yourself on, in, 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 become the tree that, that, that God created from a, from a little seed that would be the very thing that he hangs on, on that tree. Just become that tree that Jesus was nailed on. 
put your if you put yourself in that place it brings the word alive i would encourage you to do that okay but are you in verse 14 okay so find yourself somewhere in this passage okay it's really good for the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country like i am doing today <laughs> who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them okay just Listen to me very carefully, okay? Who called his own servants, not somebody else's, which means he owns the servants, and delivered his goods to them. Are you listening? You know what I'm talking about. The servants belong to him, the goods also belong to him. All right? And to one he gave five talents, and to another two, and to another one. To each, say each, each. according to his own ability. Okay? And immediately he went on a journey, like I'm going to do today. <laughs> now look at me. <clears throat> There's revelation in this also. Jesus is talking about the kingdom of God. He's describing the kingdom that we all live in. They were all part of. And he says the kingdom of God is like this. A rich man. Put yourself in that place. Was leaving town. And when he was leaving town. He handed over his belongings. To his servants. To one he gives five talents. Which is let's say it's 5,000 gold coins. To another he gives 2,000 gold coins. And another he gives 1,000 gold coins. But he gives them these gold coins according to their ability. The ability is, yeah, very good, man. Very, you, you are very good. That ability is your ability to steward what God has given you. Every single person in this room, if you say you're gifted by God, God has blessed you. It means that you have the ability to steward what he's given you. We call it grace. Okay? So to each one, there's a measure of grace on them. And according to the measure of grace on them, he gives them an amount. 5,000 gold coins, 2,000 gold coins, and 1,000. Which means these guys have matured. Do you understand? They have matured in handling what God had given them before. That's why God knows the ability. He knows the ability. Can hand, the guy with five talents can handle 5,000 coins. So he gave it to him. Okay, so you understand now. This is the plot. Okay. Verse 16. Oh, yeah, verse 16. Then he who received the five talents went and traded with them. And made another five talents. Hallelujah. Amen. Say double. double. Okay. Say it again. Double. Now prophesy over your life. Amen. No, don't say amen. Prophesy. Double. <laughs> and likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. Say double. double. And he who had received one went and dug it in the ground and hid his Lord's money. 
After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over few things. I will make you ruler Over? I don't know, maybe you're not seeing it, but I'm seeing it. I can see blessing to abundance happening right here. Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the... Ah, come on now. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Verse 22. He also who had received two talents came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Then he who had received one talent came and said, Lord, I knew, listen to this now, I knew you to be a hard man. Reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. Come on now. And I was afraid and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Lord, there you have what is yours. Okay? He sees the Lord as a harsh man. Okay? Just think. He, he reaps where he does not sow. But he goes to a ground and sows the seed. That's what fear does to you. And I was afraid. And when I hid your talent in the ground, Lord, there's, there you have what is yours. But his Lord answered and said to him, You wicked and lazy servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown. And gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers. Hello, any bankers in the house? Your profession is in the Bible. And at my coming, I would have received back my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. Hello. Right, so now we, we'll, just, we'll just stop there. I want to give you four principles or four keys, okay, for stewardship. Okay? But before we get to that part, let me say this, okay? Before I get to the four keys. Whenever God gives you blessing or abundance, it never comes with instruction. Never. When people say, God gave me this money. And he told me I have to give it to somebody else. It's not according to his nature. Please listen to me very carefully. 
because it leads us to the first key. The first key, steward the blessing by knowing your master. So your master is a phenomenal guy. He gives you 5,000 gold coins, doesn't tell you what to do with it. Just to see whether you are dipping into the blessing or you remain faithful to him. Okay? He doesn't give you instruction what you should do, what you shouldn't do. But his expectation of you and I, when he gives you a blessing or gives you abundance, is to get to know him more. Because when you know him more, you will know what to do with the blessing. When you know him more, you will know what to do with the abundance. Because it is in the pursuit of his heart that he reveals his plans for the world. It is only in the pursuit of the heart. God does not want to have an intellectual business deal relationship with you. God wants to have a personal heart-to-heart, father and son, love relationship with you. And in that place, in knowing his heart, now you go and sow your seed. Now you invest. Now you, because you see the heart of the father and you know exactly what is on his heart, now you go and do what he, what, what he would have done with the money. Come on now. Okay, so first key is steward the blessing by knowing your master. Two of them, okay, now you, some of you, this is now, might help you to come into grace, okay? Two of them, they knew their master is a rewarder. They knew the cycle of abundance. They knew blessing, abundance, prosperity, and now there's a purpose to it. They knew that that's what pleases the Father. That's what pleases their Lord. So they went and did it. The other one was in the law still. God is angry. God wants to punish me. God is upset. God, oh, the law, I am a sinner, I am a sinner, I am a sinner. And because of that, he went and hid his talent. How many of you in this room, because of fear, don't allow the gift that God has given you to be expressed freely? You could be a singer and because of stage fright, you could be sitting in that congregation. You could, you could have all the junk in your life and you feel unqualified to come here and speak the truth of God's word. My question to you is, who is your Lord? And what covenant are you living in? Because if you're in the covenant of grace, then you know him as a good father. You know him as a loving father who wants to bless you and give you life and wants to reward you with blessings and abundance. But if you're in the law, then he looks at you as a sinner. He looks at you as, and wants to judge you according to the unrighteousness in your life. So you decide. Because maturity and favor is decided based on which side of the covenant you're on. If you're in the covenant of, of, of the law and you're giving in to fear, you will take what God has given you and you would hide it so that nobody, nobody touched my money. No. I'm not giving it to the church. They, no. God gave it to me. 
put it in my pocket. Put it in my pocket and put a zip and a lock and put everything around. <laughs> if you are on either side, please come to the right side. If you are on, on the side of the law and your relationship with God is very fear-based, your relationship with your pastor is very fear-based, your relationship with people in the church very fear-based, life coach, heads, or you're very fear-based, my encouragement to you is come out of the darkness. Come into the light. Because in the light, your father is a good father. He loves you and he has great plans for your life. When you're in the light, okay, when you're in the light, don't be so greedy. <laughs> when you're in the light and you're saying, oh, wow, all the gold, all the silver, the Bible says is the Lord's. <laughs> so I am in the Lord and the Lord is in me. As, uh, equals two plus minus divide. Mm, that means it must be me. <laughs> Let me, I receive it. I receive it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I receive it. <laughs> Every time you say, I receive it, God is giving and he's looking what you're going to do with it. If you receive it and go to KFC, then he knows exactly. Next time. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> second key. Are you ready for the second key? <laughs> Steward the blessing because it unlocks the joy of the Lord. For the, five, for the servant who had five talents or 5,000 coins, he came to the father, he came to Jesus and he surrendered it and he received five cities. I just want to tell you what blessing and abundance looks like in the kingdom of God. You think God is only wanting to pay your bills at the end of the month? Do you think he only wants to pay your debt off? Do you think he only wants to fix your marriage? That's the beginning. But that is small, small. Small change compared to what he has for you. Let me tell you something. He sees maturity in the kingdom of God it looks like this. When you're faithful with the little, he gives you a lot. But so much that you need to stay in him. Do you understand? When, when, when God gives him 5,000 talents, the guy could manage it because he had the ability. He, the Bible says that he will not tempt you beyond what you can handle. Even with blessing. Not just temptation as in sin. Even with blessing, he will give you enough blessing according to your ability, according to your maturity. And so now this guy has taken these five talents and he's invested it, but he comes back with double. You must understand that a guy in a bank managing 5,000 dirhams becoming the Lord over five cities is a huge jump. My question for you, are you really ready for abundance? <laughs> Some of us are, are, are failing at the task of blessing. We're still in the blessing task. Oh, so hard. I need God. Give me grace. Give me grace. 
But you don't understand, you're asking God for grace when before the gift came, grace already existed. Because he gives you the gift according to the measure of grace in you. He won't give you more than what you can handle. But the question is, are you embracing fear? I'm so afraid of the dark. But the Bible says I am the light. I'm, I'm, I, I, want to, I want to take fear. I want to smash it. Smash it. You must read Romans 13, okay, when you have time. Romans 13 will completely change your life when it comes to authority in your life. It says there, if you have nothing, if you've done nothing wrong, there's nothing to be fearful about. So which means if you're afraid, you've done something. Huh? Are you afraid? No. <laughs> Some of you are not saying anything. The question, I have, really, I'm asking you, are you afraid? No. no. If you're not afraid, then you have not done anything wrong. Amen. Your conscience is clean. Yeah. If your conscience is clean, you can stand before anybody. Yeah. You understand? Yes. Anybody. Third point. <laughs> Stewardship, stewarding the blessing, looks like this. Are you ready for it? Yeah. Stewardship of the blessing looks like this. Are you ready for it? This business people, are you ready for it? Yeah. Huh? The principle and the profit belongs to him. The principal amount and the profit belongs to him. A lot of the times, we think 10% of the profit belongs to him. Pastor, I'm tithing. Uh, Pastor, my conscience is clean, I'm tithing. No. 10% does not sanctify 90%. The principal and the profit belongs to him. So what is mine then? He is yours. Whoa, 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 whoa. How, do, how am I going to eat? Trust me, he'll feed you. Come on. The principle and the prophet belongs to him. The guy with the five talents comes to him and says, Here, God, I made five more. He says, good and faithful servant. But he never took it from him. This is how amazing he is. He goes to God and he says, God, five talents. I got five more. Here. He said, good and faithful servant. Well done. Now since you gave me 100%. Now since you offered 100%, I've got five cities for you. Come on now. We get hung up with the 10%. And some of us feel super righteous with the 20%. I'm t- I've tied 20% all my life, brother. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, brother, you're 80% short. 
Do you understand? When we come, so how does it work, really, this principle and the profit thing? You, when you get your profit at the end of the month, if it's not double, you still need work to do. It's not yet profit till it's double. Business people, you, you understand what I'm saying, right? If you have a job at the, and, and you're getting your salary at the end of the month, what are you doing with that salary? Because that salary that comes in, there's a responsibility that comes with it. Your responsibility is to double your salary. I, I think I'm talking to mature people. I don't know. Maybe you're not ready for this. Maybe you're not ready for abundance. I, I don't know. Maybe. I really want to say, give this word to you, but I don't know if you're ready for it. I don't know if you're, I think you're too fearful. I think, I think you, love, you love your blessing more than him. No, seriously, I'm asking you. I'm asking you, really. You, you, must, you can't say no to me. It's, you're saying no to him. You understand? If you, if you and, and I'm not saying, please give me your money. No, I'm not saying any of that. I'm not, it's not a prosperity gospel spiel. I'm not trying to take an offering. We already did. This is me. <laughs> You understand? I'm not trying to take an offering after the message. It would be called manipulation then. <laughs> but you must understand that, that what God has given to us, he's, it's not just message, not just word. Even your salary at the end of the month, he looks at it as a blessing. Your job is a blessing. Your money that you get from your job is a blessing that comes from God. What are you doing to double it? See, there's no hurry. It's not like he's coming back next month. <laughs> but he's coming back for sure. Yeah. Are you under pressure? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. 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 Thank you, love. You want to say it? Come on, I think you have authority on that. I just want to say something to what John was saying about if we were to take an offering after this message, that it will be manipulation. I want to reword that and say it's not his intention to manipulate, but some of you will take it as manipulation. You understand? Okay, so I wanted to say that because I really felt it when he spoke. I felt that. So I want just to clear that. That whatever we do, next week we might do an offering after the message. And you should be okay with that. Because our conscience is clean. Our intention is clean. But how you see it and how you, you view it will stop you from receiving the blessing. Okay. So good. I love my wife. This is what covering looks like. Amazing. Thank you, love. So the principle and the profit. Not 10% of the profit. <laughs> you must understand, we're not in the law. If you're in the law, okay. Yeah, it's okay. You can do that. But when you're in grace, everything is his. Everything. Say everything. everything. Touch your neighbor and say, give him everything, man. Please. Don't keep anything. Give everything away. 
give everything. Listen, I'm not saying give everything to me. Okay? You must come into this place where you understand. When you get your salary, you get your profit at the end of the month or whenever. And you look at it and you have doubled it. You go to God and you say, God, this is yours. You decide what you want to do with it. Do you understand? That's when he says, good and faithful servant. And he gives you more of himself. Is he more of himself? We're caught up in the city. We, I want city. I want city. I want city. No, but do you want him? Even if he doesn't give me a city, it's not a problem. I just want him. Just want. But then he, there's a purpose for my life. I can't just want him alone. He wants the city. He wants me to have the city because nobody else is willing to take on the city. So he gives purpose. With abundance comes purpose. Purpose. Okay, so you're enjoying it? Fourth key. To steward your blessing and abundance is to know your ground. To know your ground. What do I mean by this? Two of the servants knew him. The other one knew the negative side of him. And so he sowed according to the one he knew. If you see God as a judge who is, who is going to punish you, that your sin will never be forgiven, then when you sow, that's exactly what you're sowing into. Do you understand? But if you believe that God, you're in the grace of God, and because of the blood of Jesus, your sins have been forgiven, you're justified, sanctified, and righteous before God, now, everything that you do carries abundance in it. Do you understand? Yeah. Once you reach abundance, he's not looking for multiplication. Blessing is when he's looking for multiplication. Do you understand? When he gives you cities, when he gives you nations, he's not looking for you to multiply the nation. He's looking for you to steward the nation. Are you with me? So know your ground. Last week, you remember I spoke about our brother Jacob. Today, I'm going to speak about his father Isaac. So Isaac, <clears throat> who, is, um, who received the blessing uh, from his father Abraham, also receives a word from God. And God visits him and gives him in, in a vision, says the same promise that he gave to Abraham, that he would be a father of many nations and all that stuff. And he was in a land, and this is in Genesis 26, you can read it later. He was on this land and God says to him, because of your father Abraham and his faithfulness, I will give this land to you. Okay? Because of the father. Not because of you. He did not know God. But because of your father. His father's faithfulness. Now I will give what was your father's to you. You will have the same promise that your father carries. Because of your father's faithfulness, you will be blessed. 
<laughs> you understand? God's not, God's not looking at your faithfulness. He's looking at your father's faithfulness. And when your father is faithful to what God has called, now you walk in the blessing, the inheritance of that blessing. Right? So, so the Bible says in, in um, Genesis 26, we see that um, it's the same promise. The same promise that he gives Abraham. And so now, you must listen to the language. You, when you read it you, at home, you'll understand what I'm saying. God tells him that the land that you're on, I will give to you. And the Bible says that Isaac sowed in that land. <laughs> he didn't go anywhere else to sow. He recognized, he was mature to recognize God has given me a word that this is my land. This is my church. Okay? When he gave me that word, that word was a blessing in Jacob. Which means that word transformed Jacob and everything that belonged, sorry, Isaac. It transformed Isaac and everything that belonged to Isaac, including the seed that he sowed. <laughs> in verse 12 it says this then Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold no, no. could you give me a piece of paper please just any piece of paper just rip one and, and give me a yeah thank you wow just one okay yeah, abundance. Thank you. <laughs> okay. This is one piece of paper. Can you see? Okay. It's one fold. How many sides there are? Four. Now, hundred fold. Isaac sowed and received 400,000 times what he sowed. Don't worry, I'm not taking an offering. You can clap free, free. Take your hands out of your pocket. <laughs> I can keep folding this. And it'll take me a long time to reach 100. But maturity was seen in believing receiving the promise when he received he got favor with God when he got favor with God he applied the word and the land which was in a famine if you read Genesis 26 it says the famine was from the time of his for his father Abraham till Isaac in a famine he received a hundredfold. I don't know. I want to I wanna give this to you as a prophetic word. That every seed that you sowed, you will receive a hundredfold harvest. Huh? 
you must come into this place where you understand that God's desire is for you to have abundance. He wants to give you the hundredfold harvest. It's not 30, not 60, 100. Hundredfold harvest. Right? But the key here, the key is knowing your ground. The question is, do you know your ground or do you know the ground? Because God came and sowed into you. Because he knows you as the good ground. For time's sake. <laughs> you are the ground that God chose and gave you the ability to produce a harvest. Everything that you produce according to its kind. Fruitfulness is seen in according, multiplication according to its kind. So if I am a son of God, if I am a child of God, I reproduce after my heavenly father. Everything that I touch, everything that I sow, everything that I do, I do according to what my heavenly father does. So if I am transformed according to my heavenly father, right? And when I sow seed, when I do a good deed, when I pray for the sick, when I preach the gospel, when I have a church, when I serve, when I worship, when I do whatever it is that God has gifted me to do, my portion is not just a blessing, my portion is abundance. Are you with me? But you must know the ground. What kind of ground are you? If you, if you go through the, the Gospels, Jesus talks about the, the parable of the weeds. Not about the weed, but you know what I mean. Parable of the weeds. <laughs> and in that, in, in that parable, he says, a farmer went to sow seed. And he sowed good seed on the ground. But when he went to sleep, the enemy came and sowed seed, bad seed on that ground. I want to ask you the question. Are you asleep? Huh? Right now I think you're awake because... Uh, <laughs> it's like, what are you going to say next? <laughs> but, but some of us go to sleep with what seed gets on the inside of us. When we, are, are God calls us to be diligent, take every thought captive. Yes. Every thought captive. Yes. You have a minimum of 25,000 thoughts yeah. an hour. Yeah. Which means he's given you the grace to take every thought captive. Yes. Some of you are like, ah, I can't do this. <laughs> I give up. I give up. It's like you're wrestling with somebody who's so strong, you're just like. <laughs> you just stay limp like that. Like, I'm a peaceful person. No fight, no fight. <laughs> now is the time when you rise up, take up your sword and your shield and be brave. Because the enemy is looking to sow bad seed into you. When you go to sleep and the enemy comes and sows seed, that affects the choices that you make. Yeah. 
you don't recognize the ground that you're sowing in. Because the bad seed blinds your eyes from the truth. Because bad seed is growing faster than the good seed. Jesus says, leave them both there. The angels will come. You don't want the angels to come. I'm telling you that. The angels will come and will separate the good from the bad. My question to you is this. When the angels come and you think, oh wow, they're separating the good from the bad. Are you a good steward of the land? Because you've allowed bad seed to get in. The angels will come and they will separate good from bad, for sure. But how much bad, how much good? So to everyone who makes a profit, more will be given. But the profit that God is looking for is double. You have to go home today and do some soul searching. And to see how and where you can invest. So that you can make double. Now, maybe double does not need to happen this month. Yeah. You're looking for 100% interest. Yeah. You're looking to double it before he comes. Yeah. But here's the thing about the kingdom of God. As every month goes, it doubles. Yeah. What he gives you is already doubling every month. Yeah. For example, if you have 15,000 dirhams as a salary, next month you get 15,000 dirhams. He's already doubling it. According to his nature, he requires you to double it. I'm not trying to put pressure on people. But what I'm trying to say is there's a business mantle on this church. And the revelation that God has given to us will cause us to live in abundance. Double is only the blessing. Abundance is what God has called us to live in. Do you understand? I want to I read a blessing over you before I close. Amen. Genesis 26 verse 12 says, Then Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold. That's double. And the Lord blessed him. Oh, come on now. There's, there's a... Oh, there's, there's lots of glory on this, on this prophetic word. Come on now. So the double wasn't God's blessing. <laughs> the double was the gift that God had given him already. Isaac saw the ability that Isaac had was to already make double what God had already given him. You understand? So Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold and the Lord blessed him. The man... Say, the man. The man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. Let's stand up.